Aaron Whitlow. <laughs> I am Brandon Spavi, and it's a great day. I don't know what's up with Aaron, but it is a great day to be back on the Mark Out Movie Podcast, Aaron. Get excited. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, on today's episode, we are going to be discussing Mr. Holland's opus, uh, but uh, as we do every week, uh, we'll, we'll discuss what we watched. And I go ahead and start first since I only watched one thing. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I watched that I just don't remember. Um, I, I finally finished Star Trek Generations, which which isn't Star Trek The Next Generation, the show. I gave up on that. Uh, I do this on the on, on May, May the 4th be with you, too, so. And so this is probably a blast for me to speak about Star Trek on a on Star Wars on, Day, yeah. On the Star Wars Day, this is that's what I'm doing. Podcast. We do whatever. <laughs> we, we don't play by no man's rules. Uh, but yeah, so I finished Star Trek Generations, which is the movie that is uh, is pretty much passing the torch from the previous Star Trek films with like Kirk, uh, William Shatner, and Spock, and all of them, and passing the now, Spock isn't in this film whatsoever, uh, but it's passing that torch between that generation and the uh, John Luke Picards and the next generation stuff. So that's what it is. So I wish it was more like that, but it wasn't. Uh, I wish it was more mingled between the two different crews. I think that'd been kind of cool, but it wasn't like that. But uh, I did absolutely, like at, when, when Kirk is on the screen, he steals every scene, and I got excited every time I seen him. Uh, and when the Cleon stuff happened, I kind of got excited. Uh, Andy, Andy McDowell, Michael, Mc, Michael McDowell. Is the name Andy or Michael? Andy's a lady. That's the woman. Yeah, I don't know about the guy. I don't. Is his name Martin or Marty? Martin McDowell. Martin McDowell. Malcolm. Tell me, Malcolm. 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 Yes. He's <laughs> I haven't the even seen the movie. I know what he's talking about. He's the villain in that film, mm. and uh, he's a pretty good villain, man. Uh, he's what, what can you say? He's the, the guy is he is who he is. Uh, he's Loomis, but no, yeah, he's Loomis. He's new Loomis. <laughs> uh, well, not now. Eh, he's he's the newest Loomis we have. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I thought the movie was not as good as the previous films, and I haven't seen any of the Star Trek stuff going forward. And like I said, I totally gave up on Star Trek Next Generation. I know I shouldn't, but it just, it's like a snail pace. And I almost gave up on it. You want to talk, talk about May the 4th. I'm watching Andor, and I almost gave up on it. This last episode might have salvaged it for me that I watched. But um, yeah, that's all I've watched is Star Trek Generations and Andor this week. Uh, oh, and uh, Cuphead. Cuphead on Netflix. I watched a little bit of that, which was, which was, which was interesting. Cuphead is interesting. Dawson loves that. He loves the game. He loves the show. Are you watching it now, with I, your granddaughter? No, just me. Uh, but but uh, the oh, reason why I watched it is because, like, I, I'm I'm going to be confessional. I'm thinking about uh, getting a Switch, uh, Nintendo Switch, and uh, I know that's the game that's on it. And uh, and I was like, yeah, if I buy the game, I probably want to look at the show before I buy the game. So, uh, but yeah, I'm thinking about getting a Nintendo Switch. Just getting back in the game. Yeah, but I thought I'd go back with Nintendo, and not like Xbox or PlayStation. But okay, Brandon, my turn, my turn. Okay, yeah. So last Friday, I went and seen Guy Ritchie's The Covenant with Jake Gyllenhaal, and I uh, forgot the guy's name. Anyway, Jake's fine. The other guy is why you watch the movie. <laughs> uh, he he make, he makes he gets you invested in the movie. He he steals every scene he's in. Um, it's a good movie about not leaving anyone behind. Um, and once you once you, you know the trailers kind of spoil everything, except the end. But it, it was it was a good film, and I think it's Guy Ritchie's best film since The Gentleman. Um, the guy that plays Ahmed, you're talking about Dar yes, Salim. Yes. yes. Okay. That's him. That's him. Yeah, he's phenomenal in that movie. He's why you care. He's why you like it. 
Jake's just kind of there, <laughs> even though he's top billing. But, you know, he's not why you, you like the movie. The second movie I saw was, I know this is controversial, <laughs> Evil Dead. Wait, before, before, before you say that, uh, before you say that, um, so I agree with you when it comes to Jake Gyllenhaal lately with his films. Like, if you even think about uh, the uh, Ambulance movie, I actually was more invested in it because of uh, the other guy. Um, the other guy, the uh, I, I forget his name. I think he has a name just twice. Uh, I can't say I can't I can't think of the guy's name, but he's the new Candyman. That guy. Um, yeah. I was, was more great. invested because of him than I was Jake. But I also thought Jake was having fun in that movie. But I thought both of them together was is the reason I liked it. I, I really I agree with you though. That guy made you invested in his character and the story they were telling. Because if it's just Jake, he's just going mad. You gotta have a reason why to be invested. You don't just need a madman. <laughs> but yeah, I agree mm. with you. I haven't really watched a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal films as of late. He's not, you know, he's not somebody that pulls me in. You know, right? But I, I did go see Evil Dead Rise, and I actually thought about this. There was controversy that day, but I ain't, I ain't gonna go into that. Um, <laughs> um, here's what I thought about the movie, really quick. Uh, I thought the the mother that gets you know she comes the possessed, demon, possessed. Uh, she's having a ball. Her tone in the movie felt like the original Evil Dead films. Everyone else felt like they were in 2013s, and that's probably why I have mixed feelings. I felt she needed Ash, you know have more fun with it but it is a fun movie i just didn't i didn't love it you know i i i felt something was missing that's all i'm gonna say uh i loved it you know i know, me. I know, I I know you it. did i know you did it's like yeah so i mean that's we're, why me and you work you know we can but, disagree and be friends yeah uh yeah uh totally I enjoyed it. I, I I didn't miss Ash, even though I think there's still room for him to pop up in maybe oh, yeah. another one. Uh because of uh like I know that he made a cameo via his voice. There was his voice on the recording talking about yeah. we 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 unlock something or something like that. Uh so uh I think maybe not his voice right there, but it's his voice somewhere on there. Yeah. Below, on the old uh, recording. Uh but yeah, I I think that there's there's always room. I thought the lady that played the sister, uh, the um, the the technician sister, mm-hmm. I thought that she did a good job. I think she became more like Ash towards the third act, in a sense of uh, as far as like the over the topness of of everything. But I but I, I love that. Like, I didn't miss him in the sense of like if you think about the 2013 film, I I thought that it worked on its own. Which I like yeah. it. But. I mean, when 2013, I there's no room for Ash in that movie. The tone is not for him uh, at all. It's a serious film, and it just there's no room for a character like Ash. Um, but this one, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I thought about it. I didn't hate it. I just I felt something was missing. That's that's all. Um, I'm gonna go see it again. Dawson wants to see it. I, it's like. Eh. He's he's getting up there. To be, he's near a ten, teenager, so I was like, uh, okay. But he really wants to see it, so I'm going to take him. Uh, okay. But I saw the George Foreman film. Uh, oh lord. Oh lord. <laughs> Why? I heard I heard it's terrible. Go ahead. I, I, no, I liked it. I, now, I've never seen him bots, but if he bots like this, he wasn't very good. If he bots like he did in the movie, he was slow, you know. And but Muhammad Ali, the guy that plays him, stole the movie. Um, again, this is a Christian film, though, so I, I love the message, and you know, I really I, I had a good time with it. The botting itself wasn't great, but it is what it is, you know. I, I had yeah. a good time for the Christian message they had, what he went through, how he changed as a person. So I think that's why I really liked it. Um, then I saw the new action movie, Sisu. I think that's well, how you pronounce it. Real quick, uh, with George Foreman. You know, yeah. the guy's like in his 
seventies or eighties, yeah. maybe. And he still like he, he was on TikTok. His son was recording him boxing, like 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 not boxing, but like hitting the bag. And he still had that power. Uh, you know, Foreman was able to like bust open the bag when he was in his prime. Uh, and it, the Thriller in Manila, I think that was the one with him and. I think Muhammad. they was doing with him and Muhammad Ali. Uh, uh, it might, or it might have been, yes, the third of Manila. There's a couple of them that Muhammad did. Like at one of them with, like, I think, I think Sonny Liston, maybe. I might be wrong. But uh, my favorite boxer of all time is actually Mike Tyson. Mine too. It's because, it's because I grew up in the era of Mike Tyson. I grew up watching his fights. If I grew up watching Ali or, you know, I, and I've seen some of Smoke, uh, uh, Smokey Rob, not Smokey Robinson, but Smokey. Uh, what's uh, Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh. I grew up seeing some of his matches as well, his boxing matches. But I'm a Tyson guy because growing up, he's the best. It's like was you know what I'm saying. The only really bad thing about Foreman movie was during the Invader Invander Holyfield fight, they used CGI, and it looked awful. I. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why they did that. I guess Holyfield didn't give him permission to use his likeness, or I don't know. I, I really don't know. It it was awful though. That that was really bad. But okay, I did watch. Sisu. You said Sisu, yeah. That I heard good things. Oh, that's amazing. It's John Wick's grandpa, in a sense. Like, it's oh, just, really? Is it, I mean, it's not the, really his grandpa. Premise? It's it's no, not no, really. What's the what's the premise? He's a gold miner. He finds gold. He's and he's it's during the war. Then he comes across the Nazis. They're trying to steal his gold. He ends up killing a few and they try to hunt him down. That's it. It's very simple and it's amazing. Hmm. Like the the climax of the movie was oh it was breathtaking. Like this guy deserves his own franchise, but it works as a one off as well. So uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. It's not John. So- but it's it's is, pretty awesome. Is that the best thing you've seen this week? No. <laughs> Bo is afraid, which I saw today, is the best thing I've seen this week. Uh, I'm saying this right now. Joaquin Phoenix is going to win an Oscar. I wouldn't consider it horror necessarily, but it's maybe it's elevated horror. I mean, I, I'm still confused on that term, but. Uh, well, Thank hereditary. Thank uh, it fits like, in uh, that category. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 uh, elevator horror. Uh, more, it's like if you think about uh, Midsummer, it's kind of it messes with your mind. You don't know what's it's, reality, what's not. Yeah, that's this. Um, I mean, it's it's a trip. It's a three-hour movie, which I had concerns about, but I didn't. I didn't get bored one second of this movie. And you know me, I'm not a big fan of this director, but I like Joaquin and. I was blown away by the journey this film director went, he took us on, you know, and I thought it was great. I really did. Well, well, that's good. We will now get into our review of Mr. Holland's Opus. Parents don't get emotional. Uh, May. Um, This movie, uh, let's see, give give me a moment. Um, yeah, so Mr. Holland's Opus came out in 1996, um, starring um, Richard Dreyfus, uh, William H. Macy, which I totally forgot he was in this movie. Uh, Glenn, Glenn, uh, Glenn Hedley. Um, I never knew her name, by the way. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay Thomas and Bill Meester. Uh, there's a lot of people. Olympia Dukakis is in this film. Yeah. Um, and uh, very, very young Terrence Howard. <laughs> yes. Is in this movie. You know, the the other guy. Uh, Bobby. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what his name was. This Forrest Whitaker's son. And he looks yes. just like Forrest Whitaker. Like, yeah. I mean, I thought they. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I, I thought it was him. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know if it's Forrest's son. It's actually Forrest's brother. Oh, his brother? Damon. Yes, Damon Whitaker. Uh, but wow. the guy is like a carbon copy of his brother. Like, he looks yeah. just... Like, it, it was kind of... It's crazy because 
when you see him in the movie, you think, you think there's no way that's like, did they get Forrest Whitaker? Because if you look at Forrest Whitaker in like Wildcats, like in the, it's a movie that he was in back in the 80s, he looked like they, yeah. they look just alike, man. Uh, it's crazy. But yeah, Damon Whitaker. Uh, but yeah, this movie, like I said, oh, actually came out in 95. I said 96. I apologize. Came out in 95. Um, but yeah, this movie, man, uh, it's about a teacher played by Richard Dreyfus, Glenn Holland, which I didn't know Glenn was his first name. I never even thought about that. But uh, he became, he is a musician. Uh, uh, he wants to create a, a piece of music. And uh, he becomes a, uh, because he needs money, he becomes a school teacher thinking, I'm just going to do this for a couple of years, uh, still working my music on the side. But life happens and this becomes his career. Uh, and and, and what do you think about like him at first, like, and his frustration with not really wanting to be a teacher? He's, he's just kind of going through the motions. What was your thoughts on it? Uh, he came off like a guy that was, I don't know, he lost, I guess. He just didn't know his, he knew he wanted to be involved in music, but he didn't really know, he didn't really want to be a teacher. He just felt like his life wasn't exactly planning, wasn't panning out like he planned, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, he gets into it with his wife um, when she's pregnant. It, it just he came off like he didn't care at first. He just didn't care about her feelings. Um, he just, I don't know, he just, he didn't come off like a very likable person in the beginning. And, you know, I, I think when he got into, he didn't get into it with a gym teacher, but I don't think he was a gym teacher. He may have been, I think he, he was a coach for football. Um, and he said he wasn't a very good teacher. I don't think he was ever saying he wasn't a very good teacher. It's just if someone that didn't want to help really wasn't a very good teacher. And I think that really right. struck him. And kind of, from my point of view, it kind of made him straighten up, you know, start caring well, more. Well, I think that the, the first time you actually see him kind of caring is with, uh, with, is with Gertrude Lane, uh, played by Alicia Witt, uh, who, who is in Urban Legends, Dune, yeah. 88 Minutes two week notice. Um, but yeah, she's very young in this movie too. Uh, yeah. I care a lot, but yeah, so she, um, in this, she's a, uh, student, a senior who really wants to get down playing the, the, um, clarinet is it or flute? I don't know. I don't know instruments. I think I it's, say it's a flute. I was thinking clarinet. It's a flute. Which one's out here? I think that's the is clarinet. That a flute? No, I think that's the clarinet. Yeah, she is the like, one. I wasn't in music, me. but I had like I, I spent one day in music, and I just realized this isn't for me. I'm not gifted <laughs> like that. So, I was just gonna say I was gonna be the play the trombone, but it just wasn't for me. Um, I think it's a flute. I don't know. Uh, flute, but anyway, uh, she uh, she is wanting to play that instrument, whatever instrument it is, uh, and uh, she doesn't know how to play it properly. She she's off key, and uh, mm-hmm. and he really don't want to. It's like he's teaching the kids, but they're not learning anything because he's not really making it fun for them. He's not educating them. He's teaching them what's in the book, but not really making it, um, making it plain for them, making it where they can access it, access it. Um, it, it reminds me of a, I have a, te- I had a teacher named Mr. Um, he's in high school. He's a high school teacher, uh, coach. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name, man. Um, uh, his, I think his, Brother was like the judge, not judge executive. Strode, Coach Strode, that's it. Uh, he was Strode he was a scientist. Strode, yeah, he's a Strode <laughs> Bonger. Uh, but he uh, he taught, um, he taught 
science or biology or something, something in the science, right? But uh, he he's a, he he made it interesting to me uh, about just he said he said there is no new water, and that has stuck with me all these years. You know, the water that we have in the world, like there's not a factory out here creating water. The yeah. water that we have is the same water we had from the very beginning. There's no new water. Uh, it's just crazy how, you know, the water is the most recycled thing in this on this planet. You know, but yeah, it's just like he made it. He made it known to me, and it made me learn that. And now it stuck with me. I'm 43 now. It has stuck with me since I was a kid. Uh, but yeah, um, that's what Mr. Holland did. I think with when he started relaying, because you can hear. You can hear like Beethoven or or, or Bach or whoever in yeah. uh, in the music that we listen to, because like even now I can listen to a song and be like, oh, they sampled the Temptations or they sampled James Brown or they sampled Elvis, you know, uh, and so yeah. everything is just like a copy of something that we had previously. Uh, what were your thoughts on on the scene where you kind of started breaking through to the students? Uh, like, okay, I thought you know. Well, first of all, I, I, I had to point back at the principal um, when she kind of caught him off guard, and he she was like, "You're always first to leave," you know, mm -hmm. and I thought that was a an awakening moment for him too. Uh, but when he's starting to, re to reach the kids, I think it, it was it, it wasn't Alicia Witt I, for me. It was, uh, oh. that other girl that, um, that was going to be go to New York. Oh, you skipping ahead. All right. Cool. I, but that's, that's just, that's what, from what I remember, that's when he, like he was really zoned in with his students. So I've, yeah. I'm just not remembering yeah. it like in the first act. Yeah, yeah. I remember I mean, more of his stuff the, with his family in the first act. Well, Gertrude. Yeah, Gertrude is the one that he first kind of connected with, and he and he looked at her while she was playing, and and kind of had a realization that, you know, I, I did teach her. I like I got her to understand how to yeah. play the music, um, and she actually did in her graduation. And then the next student, I think that she he had an impact on. Also, William H. Mason was is brilliant. He's so good at playing like the stick in the mud type of uh, characters. Like essentially, he rehashed his character from. Uh, well, he's a more stern version of his character from uh, Pleasantville. Uh, yeah, later I can on. see that. I can see that. Did you uh, like him in this movie? I mean, did you like his character? I know he, you loved oh, his he, performance, but oh, uh, uh, yeah, no, I didn't like his his character. I think that he. Was, I liked he, his he character at the end. Like yeah. I felt like he finally saw it at the end, what he had done, his thirty year career. I was like, he finally got it. So I was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the story. I didn't know this was based on a true story. Is it? I, yeah, it is, and it made sense to me because it it. it, it it skips so much, like years. Like it's. I had no idea. They fly by, man. And I remember you said you had an issue with Elvis because it did that. And I was having the same issue with this. It's like it's just it's going so fast. I, I'm having a yeah. hard time keeping up. But yeah, it is he, thirty he, years, so it makes sense yeah. why they did that. Yeah, as a teacher, he spanned over. Um, from he started in 1963 or four. Or five, maybe, maybe sixty-five, and he spanned all the way to like ninety-five, and so that's when he was let go. He's forced into retirement. But uh, but before we get there, uh, the I, I didn't even realize I've seen this movie so many times, Brandon. I didn't even realize that it's Terrence Howard in this movie until like really? when they when he got in the, in the um, classroom was talking to him. I was like. It's Terrence Howard. I was like, like, hands down, probably the biggest star that came out of this movie is Terrence Howard. Um, yeah. I would argue, I would argue that. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, I'd have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously Richard Dreyfus is well. That's a complicated story too because Richard, he's a big, he was a big star, but he he starred, you know, it was like a flash in a pan, in a sense. After this movie, I don't remember him be, being in a big movie after this. I don't know if he was. Uh, let's see. Uh. No, he was in Save Christmas, which I've never seen. He's in Sweetwater in 2023, so he still works. Uh, yeah, I mean, he works, but he's never, I don't think he's been in a really big movie since this one. Yeah, I don't think so either. Which is uh, a shame. He's a terrific actor. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to see when, when did uh, What About Bob came out in relation to this. I think it came out a few years before, early 90s, I think. Okay, early 90s, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Richard ran. Uh, but yeah, no, Terrence Howard in this film, I thought that he was a uh, thought thought he 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 was a student that so wanted to, like wanted to be good at the, mm-hmm. like, at drumming. It's not that he didn't want it. Like he he had the, a good attitude about it, and you know, uh, and I think that uh, I love that the breakthrough and how proud his parents was. Um, of him now uh, he now uh, Mr. Holland experiences a, tra- a somewhat of a tragedy with his son yeah. uh, Cole not being able to hear being 90% death yeah death. that was that was heartbreaking um, yeah I was going to ask you as a father oh I mean as a who, father I would I don't know how I would have reacted and I'm thankful I didn't have to go through that. Uh, I mean, I know I wouldn't have loved my son any less, but I, I always wonder if I would make the right decision, you know, right reaction, I guess I should say. Uh, I, mean, I honestly don't know. I would, I feel like I would have probably really been upset with the Lord in that kind of situation mm. you know, like, um, at first. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an emotional person, so... Uh, but I felt for him. I felt for the mom a whole lot. Because uh, Richard, Mr. Holland, he just didn't seem like he was present a lot, you know, with his family. Yeah. And maybe it was a way of him dealing with it. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. That's I, I, a hard subject. I mean, I just felt for I yeah. felt for them both. I mean, I felt for the kid, too. I mean, he couldn't yeah. really tell any problems he had or what he wanted, you know, cause he didn't know sign language or nothing. And yeah. it was really and, heartbreaking. And, and that teacher, that teacher, uh, well that not teacher, but the, uh, the specialist quote unquote, who gave horrible advice. Don't use gestures with him. Don't try to communicate with him. You know, like, no, like that is horrible advice. Um, I, I you know, do I don't know. Uh, I don't know ASL like that, uh, but uh, my heart goes out to those that do that can yeah. that that do because it's it's a it's a hard language to learn, uh, but it's also a very necessary one because you know mm-hmm. uh, there's people that really need it. Um, Did you see how yeah, he reacted man. to though the money when they were yeah. told how much it's going to cost? It's like I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, it, I, I think that's a normal reaction though. But it's, I think that was also them showing his flaws as well. This yeah. guy was not perfect. Absolutely. And matter of fact, it's, uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and skip ahead. All right, so uh, his, so Terrence Howard, his student dies. Yeah, um, I got lost right student. here at this point. Because next thing we're seeing them at a funeral. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who it was at first. So I was kind of recognize the parents? Uh uh-uh. uh, no, not not at first. I was like, "Who died?" You know, was how many years has been has it passed? I mean, yeah, he died. He must have died in Vietnam, obviously, because yeah. it's during the same time as Vietnam. Uh, and so I thought that 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 it was it was heartbreaking. Uh, that you know you'll think, oh, this guy went and fought, served yeah. his country, ended up dying. Uh, and 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 I've been at those funerals with. Um, 
family members that passed away that was in the military that got the the gun salute and had the flag presented to the family. I've been in yeah. several of those. Uh, but yeah, it's like never, you know, but though my thank God my family members that have passed away were all older and has came back and lived a life or whatever else. Yeah. But it has to be hard for a parent to lose a child in war and oh, to that's... bury that child and to, to lose a child period, but to bury a child and then be presented a flag because he died for your country. And at that moment, you probably can't stand your country to be real, to be honest. Um, just like you said, yeah. you would be mad at God. You would, yeah, I, would I mean, see, I, I, yeah, I think that's a normal reaction. You would be angry at your country. He shouldn't have been in this war. You know, you, you have those kind of thoughts. I would think, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine like if mm-hmm. Dawson goes into the military and, you know, something happened. I, I, I don't think I could, continue living you know and, and that's how i think i just something like that would happen i just i would be so lost i know i'd be lost without the lord you know but uh it, i don't know i mean i couldn't imagine anyone going through that and so many people have went through it you know with vietnam and other wars that we've been in you know it's just it's sad it, it's it's really sad it, but i had a problem with what he said at the funeral um he said, what a waste. I didn't like that line. I, I thought it was disrespectful. You know, mm. I really did. I just thought it was disrespectful to say that. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I could see that. I could, I could definitely be uh, considered disrespectful, especially, you know, you like in the earshot of the parents when you say that. And, you know, uh, and he and, and to, to Terrence Howard's, Howard's character, he didn't waste his life. He went to serve his country. Now, I don't know if he was drafted in or he volunteered or signed, enlisted. Uh, but, you know, Lewis, Lewis Russ is his character. He, uh, to, for him, he wouldn't serve his country. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I want to go ahead and skip to the most controversial part <laughs> oh, yeah. of this movie. Mm-hmm. And this is Rowen- Rowena Morgan, who also oh, yeah. went on the lady. Uh, I, I didn't even recognize Jane Louise, Louisa Kelly was in uh, Uncle Buck, which I don't remember in that. Um, you don't remember but she's Uncle also, Buck? I remember Uncle Buck, but I don't remember her in Uncle Buck. Was she like uh, one of the kids? Yeah, I think she's the daughter. Uh, but she was also in Top Gun Maverick as uh, Iceman's oh. wife. Oh, I didn't recognize yeah. his his wife in that movie. Yeah, but. it's her. That's who it was. So she still works. So I'm glad. That she, and she was in a big movie. So hopefully, I mean, she didn't have a big role, but she is in a big movie. So maybe that helps her continue her career. Okay. Uh, but, but Rowena, mm-hmm. my goodness. Ooh. Now, hey, granted, I'm not going to lie. Granted, we've all, I don't know about you. I could say that I had teachers in the high school. Uh, and like I can say every stage of my school, whether elementary, but junior high for sure in high school, maybe junior elementary, yes, I had one teacher, Mrs. Mrs. White. She was very cute. But uh but I was a kid, so what would I know? I wouldn't know anything. Yeah, uh, then, I can say I had Mrs. one. It's, it's been a few for me, man. Uh Mrs. Skiller. <laughs> Mrs. Skiller. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very skilled. <laughs> She's she's actually actually Mrs. Skiller reminded me of Liv Taylor, Liv Taylor. Um, that's what she looked like to me growing up uh, when I was in school. She she looked she looked like her. Um, and then uh, in junior high, I forgot the name of. So her husband was the PE coach, PE teacher. I forgot what she taught, but she was there too. I forget her name, but. Uh, yes, you, yay. But anyway, we all had those teachers, is my point. Yeah. And you said you had one. Mrs. Engler, yeah, Mrs. Engler. She taught uh, English in middle school. Yeah. She was very popular. That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> Not for those reasons. She was just very popular. All right. But yeah, no, we all had those teachers, man, that uh that stood out uh for that reason. But uh but with him, so he feels like I don't know, I guess he feels like it could have been like a midlife crisis for him. Mm-hmm. Um, she's taking interest in his music. Uh, and, you know, the moment that she's like, hey, can I sit at this table with you? I was thinking, no. No, you cannot. <laughs> I was thinking, no, 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 no. But, uh, yeah, what was your thoughts on that whole situation? Then he lies to his wife and says that. Yeah, uh, when he lies to like, the wife, I was like, Oh my God, he's gonna have an affair with a student. I was convinced it was happening. I was so convinced. I was like, "Come on, man! She's like seventeen. You're like 50. I don't know how old he was at the time, but I, I was uh, like, he had to be pushing fifty. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, woo. Because in the eighties, right? And he retired at sixty. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean. I don't. Th- at that point in time, though, I don't think it would have been looked at as a big deal. Honestly, I don't. With what I know, stuff went on. Yeah. Back in the day, it wasn't looked as like it is today. And that's just the yeah. truth. So I don't feel he would have lost his job over it. And some people would have been like, but I don't feel like he would have lost the job. You know that. who, honestly, you know who I thought was going to have a, an affair with the student. Maybe I misremembered, but honestly, I thought it was going to be the, the, the coach. I thought Coach Bill uh, uh, was going to, but he was such a great friend to uh, to um, Mr. Holland. Yeah. Um, also, we didn't talk about Olymp- uh, Olympia Dukakis at all, Principal Jacobs. Uh, I felt like she was Mr. Holland's biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and she was one of those principals that really cared about the students. Remind me of my my very own principal. I would say the best principal I ever had was Mrs. Center at Parker Bennett Parker Bennett Elementary. Uh, she was oh well, two of them in elementary school. Mrs. Center was the best, and then in high school, Doctor Carter was the best. He literally will remember your name and uh, and talk to you yeah. in the hallway, and, and you know and interact with you. Uh, and so it was really like, you know, those teachers, and that's what I love about this movie is it makes you appreciate the teachers that you had in your life. Yeah. Um, whether it's in school or homeschooling or whatever else you are, or, or Bible, uh, you know, Sunday school or whatever, the, whatever teacher yeah. you have makes you appreciate your teachers. Yeah. For me, uh, there was three teachers that I, I really remembered. And when I see them out in public, they, they know who I am. And, you know, to think they remember students from 20, 30, 40 years ago, that's, that's incredible, you know, that they've remembered you. Of course, you're going to remember them, You, but they had so many students. I mean, that's crazy to me. But, yeah, I think this film is a great example of remembering the teachers that cared cared enough about you to help you yeah. along the way. Amen. Yeah, I had some, man, I had some really, and then I will talk about it towards the end a little bit more, uh, but yeah, with Rowena, 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 that girl, she was bold. She asked Mr. Holland to come to New York with her. She did. Le- leave your family. You have a whole family over here. I need you to leave them. Get on this bus with me. Me and you going to run off to New York. First of all, that's elite. <laughs> you can't do that, bro. Uh, secondly, man, yeah, like, and I, I love they, I did love they came to a senses. The thing is, too little, too for me, too little, too late. But she, his wife was very forgiving. Yeah, he, she he knew. Entertained it. He entertained it though. He entertained. Yeah, it. he entertained it, and she knew he entertained it. That's what's crazy about it. She knew what he was doing. You know. He wasn't slick at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> when the moment that you lied, you could have been like, when she said, "Who's Rowena?" You could have been like a student that really took interest in this music and 
kind of inspired me to continue writing this piece of music. She probably been like, "Oh, okay, cool." The moment you say it's a Greek goddess, and then like she's like, "Well, I'm gonna come to your play," and the main person you got singing, she's like, "Oh, I love her voice. Who is this, Rowena?" Oh, and not only that, Rowena has the audacity, Brian. Uh, Brandon, I'm sorry, I don't know I carry Brian. Brandon, <laughs> I have a boss named Brian, um, but she she had the audacity, Brandon. To sing to Mr. Holland during the show. Yep. She was singing to him. Yeah, it's that's awkward, man. Your wife is there. Your whole wife is there, bro. Your kid. It's weird. I was like, I was literally in my seat, like, oh Lord, please stop. That's how I felt. It's like, no. So when you first watched this, did you think he was gonna have an affair with a student? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think in his and mind I, and, he did. And, and, and honestly, and honestly, sad sad to say, sad to say, a lot of teachers in that situation probably would have. You oh, know especially what I mean? today. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, especially if their home life isn't what they want it to be or whatever yeah. else. But no, um, but big up, big up on him for not, but still. A little too close with that kiss, though, bro. A little too yeah. close. Yeah, it was dang near lips. It was lip adjacent. Yeah. That would have been a scene they would have had to cut out today. Yeah, definitely. It wouldn't fly. Uh, this movie probably wouldn't have been made today, honestly. Um, uh, it would have been toned down a lot. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, next, next, next big thing I think that we'll talk about was uh, John Lennon's death. So over the course of this movie, there's mo- montages of different things. Uh, one of the montages is John Lennon being killed, yeah. uh, which, you know, happened in 80... 1980. 19... Was it 80? Well, that's what I got from the film. Because they had just, uh, they just said 1980, then they heard his he'd been killed. <clears throat> I don't know if he actually died in 1980. I just, I'm just going by what the film was saying. I think John Lennon uh, died in. Uh, let's see. I thought he died in the seventies, but no, no, he he died in eighties. Uh, he he got killed in. Oh, oh no! Why are we throwing Yoko? I, nobody wants to see no Yoko Ono. Uh, John Lennon. Oh. Right. When did John Lennon die? You asking me? <laughs> December eighth, nineteen eighty. So it was nineteen eighty. No, yeah. So I was born in nineteen eighty. I was born in February. So he died like same year I was born. Um, but yeah, and I imagine it was big for a lot of people. I wasn't obviously I was an infant, so I wasn't. I didn't know him like that. But uh, but yeah, I love that he dedicated a song to his son. Um, I thought that yeah. was a sweet moment. I thought that was a sweet moment, and I thought the moment following that was pretty sweet. What was your thoughts on him trying to finally? Because I felt like, and and you can let me know if I'm wrong, but I felt like he was avoiding really diving into sign language or diving into like investing in his son because he because he felt like he 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 can't communicate with his son yeah with music. And so he felt like, since I can't communicate with music, there's no sense communicating with him at all. And so, uh, do you feel like that was like his position, his heart? Yeah, the way they they presented it in the movie, yeah, I felt like he just didn't, he didn't really know how to deal with it. He didn't know how to communicate with him. He didn't know how to know what his interests were, or he definitely didn't think his son knew who John Lennon was or knew anything about music, which, you know, on one hand, you, if you don't know anything about sign language and stuff, yeah, I mean, I, I can get that mindset that you think that, but they, once they learn the language and, and they can communicate, they, you know, they can learn music too. I mean, with sign language, you know, and, and plus you feel the lyrics 
it's not what you hear, it's what you feel. And with the lyrics, uh, so I, I, yeah, I feel like he didn't really know how to communicate with his son. And you think about somebody that like, like Cole in the sense never really heard, never can't, never really could hear, yeah, like that. Uh, but you think about someone like Stevie Wonder who hasn't had sight, but has been able to write some of the most beautiful songs. You wouldn't know that Stevie Wonder was blind. Right. You know, if you never knew Stevie Wonder, you wouldn't know that he was blind because of his music. Uh, his music is so vivid. Uh, you know, uh, it just and it's like it's like he has um, a sixth sense. You know, when it comes to music, and so I think that to think that someone that is deaf. Uh, or hearing impaired can't hear music or experience music is uh, it's kind of a I don't know if it's a it's not a it's not an ism it might be an ism but I don't know what the ism's called but it's it's wrong is what I'm saying it's the wrong thing to do you know like I, I know it's cold like taking the screwdriver to listen to to the engine to hear how the engine sounds mm-hmm. um, like. He wants to feel the music just like anybody else wants to feel the music. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And they and the same with movie theaters, man. There's people that are, are hearing impaired come to the movies and they get like the special glasses that, that has a word on there for them, you know, because they want to experience the same movies that we want to experience. Uh, and so, and, and, and they, and that's their right to, to experience those things. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree 110%. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and get towards the end of the movie, I guess, uh, which is in 95, it skips, and it's, it, it abruptly switches. Like, everything has flown, like, kind of was kind of weaving together, but the 90s is like, 90s was in your face. If you lived, you lived in the 90s, you remember the 90s like I do. Yeah. That's when we had the attitude era in wrestling is, is when we had uh, Malcolm in the middle, you know, uh, I think it's in, in the 80s, 90s, it might not have been the 90s, but like just those shows. Late 90s, that, I think, started late, in the late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. The, those shows, like, just kind of, the music was like more like in your face, uh, grungy, grunge, you know, so we had this, that era. And so they tell Mr. Holland, that to save money with the school system, they're cutting out all arts, yeah, drama, music, which is sad. You know, uh, um, one of my favorite experiences in high school, I didn't do, I didn't do music, like I didn't play anything, but I did get to go to uh, the theaters. Kid Shindell Shakelin, uh, buddy of mine, he was a classmate of mine. Uh, I never forget Shindell Shanklin in, in school being in uh, Fiddler on the Roof, and it made me appreciate the movie Fiddler on the Roof uh, because of the Bowling Green High's production of that of that of that play or whatever. Yeah, and it was it, they did such a great job, man, and uh, and it made me appreciate that you know that live experience, and so. Yeah, I think that it's important that music, arts, whether it's arts, like I didn't, like in high school, I wasn't into musical arts, but I was into uh, video, you know, videography, and, and I was in, um, I was in like TV production. So, I, uh, you know, I, was, I went that aspect of it. And I was, I'm glad that I was at a school that had that. The head video, you know, had had me to be able to learn how to do some editing and learn how to shoot, learn how to, you know, do little things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's important that schools have stuff like that. Uh, yeah, kind of I mean, foster foster things with, with kids, you know? Yeah, I mean, because not every kid wants to play sports, you know, and not every kid's got that talent either. I mean, uh, so, yeah, you need something creative for kids to do as well. And whether it's music, where it's performing arts, or you know, drawing, 
you know, whatever. I mean, they need something creative to do as well. Mm-hmm. You need something for everybody, you know, to figure out who they are, what their true gift is. Because mm-hmm. around that age is where you really find out what your passion is in life. Well, at least that, that's what happened to me. I mean, you know, about seventh, eighth grade, I, you know, I, I love to write. Never really wrote anything in my life, but started, we had to write short stories. And I just, you know, I found my passion right there. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah I agree, man. Uh, the so they So they tell Mr. Holland, that they're going to have to retire. And he feels at this point in his life, he feels uh, underappreciated. Yeah. He feels like he wasted his life. He wasted 30 years of his life uh, to just be pushed back, pushed out and then nobody's going to remember him. Um, and it hit me on a personal note with, when it comes to my, my father, I thank God for my father. I love him to death. Um, he uh, worked for RC Kohler for I say get 30 years or so. You know, he worked there since I was a little kid. It's just my sister was a little little girl, so it had to be my sister's older than me. She's five years older than me. So uh my father worked for RC for all them years and right before he was about to retire, they they let him go. Uh because it's cheaper to let him go than to pay out retirement. Uh, and uh, and he and you know just to com- do all that, put in all that time for a company, and to feel that way, uh, it broke my heart. To because yeah. and I never want my dad or anybody for that matter, not just my father, but you, Brandon, uh, or anyone else. I never want them to feel underappreciated or or that or anything like that because you have value. You have value for me. You have value for others. Um, you have value for your son. You know, and so I think that it, it, that it's a hurtful thing, but it's also a redeeming thing in this movie is when he sees everybody come together for him mm-hmm. and let him know that, like I, I, I cared. I, I cried. I was like, I ain't gonna lie to you, Brandon. I cried. What well, did you cry at all or no? I, I got a little emotional at the very end. You know, because you, you, you hit it right on the nail that he didn't feel like he was appreciated for his time, that he talked all these students. And then once he sees what's really happening, it hit him how much he was loved and how much of an effect he had on people. So that is where I really it hit me. It's like you don't know who you affect in this life. You don't know who truly loves you, who, who truly hates you. And when you see the people that do love you, it hits you. And that, that was where it hit me. And I really love that moment in the film. It's probably my favorite moment in the film. You see the love Absolutely. they had for him. And, and I love that, that you see uh, like students from every generation that he's yeah. taught back, like there, like Stagler, Stagger or whatever the kid is that was high in class. Uh, that's like, I'm too cool for school. I can just do this with my eyes closed type of kid. I love that he was there. He's like, I wouldn't have missed this. I wouldn't have missed this, you know. And even Gertrude is now the governor in this town, uh, governor of the state. And she came back. She's like, Yeah, no, I'm I'm here. I'm here for I'm here for this, uh, you know, because, uh, the uh, because the the time that. Uh, the time that I'm getting emotional, I don't want to get emotional, but the time that you take with one person to pour into them, to spend yeah. that time, even if it's just a small bit of a time, uh, it it can have a profound impact on, on that person's life. Uh, the Bible says, uh, I, like Paul was talking about, he, how he where uh, like one plants, one waters, but God gets the increase. So, you know, uh, it's like you might come along and plant a seed. Then maybe some time passes and now I might come around and water that seed that you planted in them. And I might go along, but then eventually God gets the increase. Like later on, you come back and it's a whole bush or a whole tree yeah. and it has fruit because of just the impact that you poured into that person. 
even if it's a very small little thing. And so I think that it's important that uh, to show honor and love to those teachers in your life, in your life, that, you know, the Mrs. Uh, the Mrs. Uh, Grams and the Mrs. Fishbacks and the uh, and Quentin Hollis, who was my he's my buddy now, mm-hmm. but he was but he was my te- he was my professor at WKU. Uh, the, uh, Mr. Charles Borders, uh, who was my uh, uh, USF professor. Uh, these guys, these people, uh, uh, Mrs. Mrs. House, um, uh, she she taught me math. She took time with me, and I hate math. She really took time with me. Uh, Mrs. Asbury, Asbury in, in uh, high school, uh, you know, Mrs. Light, um, just these people that really took time to kind of pour into you uh, and teach you and help, help mold you or 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 if you're having a bad day, pulled you to the side, spoke to you. Yeah. You know, or didn't, you know, you got in trouble. They could have sent you to detention, but instead they took time to talk to you. And I thank, I thank God for people, uh, Coach Joyner. I thank God for those people that took time to do that for me, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, I just want to say that this way, that movie brought that out of me, that it made me want to appreciate. And my first teacher was is my parents, so I thank God for my mother. And my father that took time to, to teach me and my grandparents, you know. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie will bring those emotions out. They will make you think of teachers that helped you along the way that, re- I mean, that really helped, not just in the classroom, but took you to the side and it's like, hey, what seems to be the problem? Let's, well, let's work it out. Let's, I'll help you with it, you know after class or, you know, whatever, you know, I had three uh, that I really remember. I remember Miss Martin. She was a math teacher of mine. Everybody hated her, Uh, but she just, she came off. She always had an attitude. It seemed like, but I actually really liked her. Um, And she's one of the teachers I still talk to today. uh, When I see her, Uh, Mr. Sanders, social studies teacher, uh, Everyone spread a rumor that he was gay when he wasn't. Uh, I always respected him the most of all of the teachers. He went through the most. And I don't know. I just, he was always nice to me. And and I, I see him the most. And I always speak. And he always say, hey, Brandon. You know, it's just the fact that he remembered. It just, it, it lifts you up, man. It just, like, oh, he remembers me. And in high school, it was Mrs. Davenport. Um, I had a lot of trouble in algebra. Why is it that we all had a Mrs. Davenport, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I had a lot of trouble in algebra, and and she was like, she tried to help me as much as she could, and I appreciate that. And I ended up going to homeschool because I was, I was going, I had a hard time in high school with bullies. You said you you was bullied, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of quit. I gave up. I just quit trying. And uh, Mrs. Logan taught me and homeschool. It was like a Christian academy for, you know, uh, that's the kind of school she was teaching. And she really helped me a lot. And she's a church going member. Um, I don't remember what church she goes to, but she's a very Christian woman. You know, I mean, really don't wear anything but dresses, no makeup. No, I mean, you know, she's full pledged Christian, <laughs> but she's, she probably helped me more than anybody. You know, she was like, she said, I'm going to get you, I'm going gra- to get you to graduate. And I was really behind. I I was like a year and a half behind and but I graduated on time. So, uh, Amen. Amen. Those people, man. Uh, it reminded me of Mr. We had a, I had a teacher in junior high, uh, shop, wood shop teacher. Oh, I had so many teachers. Uh, oh, I just yeah. thought about Mr. Padilla, but what, but wood shop, Mr. Lewis, he'll always say, if you hear, say hear your present, <laughs> and uh, and somebody said, or he's like, all right, don't be smart, at <laughs> don't be smart, you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, and then he'll say, he he always gets you thinking, like he'll say, uh, you say, can I go to the restroom? He said, I don't know, can you? <laughs> my woodshop teacher it, was. Well, I was just gonna say, my woodshop teacher was Mr. Ings, and he always and my nephew told me this 
when he went when he went to Logan County, uh, he would tell a story about me. It's not a good story, <laughs> but he would always tell a story to new oh, students. The, the, teacher, some, the, the, the with the with the stick with the uh, with the paddle, right? Did uh, you have someone with a paddle? A piece of I wood? hit some. I hit somebody with a two by four. And it, it was like, know your role, shut your mouth, lay off the smack of down on your candy. You know, it was that kind of board. Uh, oh, wow. I scarred a guy from here to here, which I'm not proud of, but that's what I did. He would always tell that story. And when my nephew came in, he said, your last name Spivey? Are you any relation to Brandon Spivey? <laughs> and he would tell him that story. He said, I don't, nobody mess with this kid. He'll hit you upside here with a two by four. Oh man! Oh, that reminds me of uh, uh, I got a couple more teachers just to name. Uh, in in high school, uh, Mister Mister White, Mister White um, was uh, absolutely he was my he was my TV production teacher. I don't know what else he taught. He always just talked about hunting, but yeah, he was the coolest teacher. He was literally the coolest class. He was one of the coolest guys. Uh, he's he's very he was sick at one point. I hope he's doing better now. Um, but uh, let's see, I had Mrs. Um, Padilla, like I said, uh, she taught uh, she's taught Spanish, I think, but also she taught like some type of like drama, maybe because I remember we was reading a lot of plays and stuff in her class. Um, and then uh, let's see, uh, one more good one. Oh, there's so many. There's so many people, man. It's uh, in high, in college. Uh, Mr. White, Steve White, was my teacher when it comes to TV and film production. Uh, he was like, he's he also worked on the movie uh, Haunted Wing, but uh, yeah, Steve, man, was is uh, he's still he's still around today. He's not teaching; he's retired. But he's such a outstanding. He's such an outstanding professor, um, and uh, Mr. I was struggling one day and Mr. Um, uh, Lauren, 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 I can't pronounce his last name, but he came in. He was, he, he was, I don't know if he was off or what, but I was in like the editing bay at WKU and I was struggling doing tape to tape. And he came in, Mr. Lorner, uh, Mr. Lorner, Lorner, I think, uh, I, forget his, I forget his name, but he came in and took time to uh, help me. He took hours to help me to get it, and he didn't have to do that. Uh, just, you know, just people like that mm-hmm. that sacrifice just maybe an hour or two that impacted your life. Uh, yeah. and, they don't, and they probably don't know how much they impacted your life. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just thankful for them. I'm thankful for all my teachers. For better or for worse, I'm thankful for every single teacher that I've ever had in my life. Um, and this movie made me appreciate them a little bit more. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you it, it makes you think about them, all the teachers that came and helped you. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right. You ready to give your, your mark? And then also by the end of it. So he, uh, he, he's he been working through a, a, a thin, thin line throughout the whole movie is – he has his opus, this this piece of music he's been working on, the symphony, and he's been working on it from 1965, let's say, and he's been working on it the whole time, a, bit, a little bit here, a little bit there, and uh, and he never thought he'd ever get it done because of teaching and stuff. But the uh, Gertrude says we are your your music, we are your symphony. You know, yeah. we are the music that you made. You made us. You you helped create us and placed us where we are, you know. Um, and so at the end of it, he got to do his, 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 his uh, opus. What was your thoughts on that? I thought it was very touching, you know, that so many students from the past not just wanted to, but actually showed up. You know, you think about that today, would people care enough with how, you know, how people are in the world? And uh, I just, it's a different time. So I, I really appreciated that they did. They thought enough of this man, you know, to show up and 
do something for him, you know, to make his dream come true in a sense, because he 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 wanted to do this his whole life pretty much. So I, I thought it was very touching. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's go ahead and give our marks for this movie. I'll, I'll go my, first. Yeah, I'll go first. I know yours is going to be higher. I'm going to give it a four out of five. I thought it was really good. I just, the pace, I think, went too fast for me. But, and I was having a hard time with uh, with his character. Did he did he truly care about his family or not? And But by the end of it, I was like, man, this has been a really good movie. Like, it's something I would actually rewatch again. So, mm. I thought it was a, a very solid movie. Yeah, uh, so Mr. Holland, I give it a I give it a five mark out out of five. Uh, this movie has always had held a special place in my heart. Um, it's one of the few movies that every time I watch it, I cry. Uh, it just it is what it is. Uh, this in my life with Michael Keaton is a movie that I don't care. I cry, and I'm okay with it. I've never seen, and it. I think. Oh, I can't wait to show it to you. I can't wait to 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 choose it. Um, uh, I don't even know how you'll see it, but it's it's um it's it, it makes you it's gonna make you appreciate being a father, uh, honestly. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Next week is Brandon's choice. It's a a request. We're finally getting to it. <laughs> My friend Katie requested this about a month ago. Uh, the Blackwell Ghost. It's a documentary, so it's what we're going to review next week, and you'll be up after that with uh, Brewster's Millions. Um, but Brandon, uh, what do we want people to do? Oh, we would really appreciate it and enjoy it if you click that like button, click that share button, and obviously f- subscribe to the Mark Out Movie Podcast so you can get more episodes with our wacky selves me brandon and aaron there i'm very wacky can't you tell how wacky i am all right well in the meantime and in between time aaron whitlow i'm brandon's five and i do believe aaron is feeling better and we are the mark out movie podcasters thank you for marking out with us